You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. You call 
Aleluia. Praise you, Jesus. My name is Amanda Lane. I'm the associate pastor. So glad to see you all here this morning as we worship together. Welcome to those of you who are in person and those of you online. I want to encourage everyone to uh, use the QR code uh, in the on the gray piece of paper in front of you to register your attendance. Let us know that you're here, that you are worshiping with us, and of any prayer concerns you might have um, that we can lift up in prayer. A few quick reminders about what's going on in the life and the ministry here at Midway. This uh, Friday, we will have movies at Midway. This is uh, January 20th at 6 p.m. It is a free event. Come and watch a movie with us. Uh, But see Tiffany to sign up because we want to make sure that we have enough food and drinks and treats for you and for all the children that want to come out. Um, So uh, join us for that this Friday. Um, And as we start the new year, I know that we're three weeks in now, but as we start the new year, if you are interested in being a part of a small group or a Sunday school class, I'd love to talk to you about the options that we have here at Midway. Um, You can come talk to me after the service, send me an email, make a note on that attendance, uh, that attendance registration that you're doing um, but I would love to see us come together to grow in our faith and to grow in fellowship with one another. Now we come to worship. We come to prepare ourselves and our hearts as we worship God. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you have brought us here today. God, that we have the opportunity to lift up your holy name. God, I pray this morning that as we worship, you would open our hearts and our minds so that we might completely worship you. Let us forget all of the other things that are going on in life. And and Lord, I just pray that we would be able to focus on you and to go where you lead us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's continue our worship. Let's sing about the goodness of God.
Amen. Praise to Jesus. He is good no matter what. What about the times that we feel like something is crushing us and pressing us? I know we are all facing battles. They might be different, but they are battles. Even though we can say he's good no matter what. May the Holy Spirit reveal the new wine that he's making through us, in us. You come, Lord. Please receive our worship. Come and take your place. Let's praise his name. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. Sing it out. Make me your vessel. Make me an offering. In the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. You are breaking. Jesus, bring new wine out of 
Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'd love to invite our children to come forward for our children's sermon this morning with Miss Tiffany. Good morning, friends. How are you guys this morning? Good. So today, we are going to be talking about one of God's awesome miracles. God gave Joshua a task to lead the nation of Israel to the promised land. And that's what this little picture is right here. So all they had to do was cross this river right here, and they would be to the promised land. You think that's pretty easy? No. I see. Watch. I'm going to tell you about it. So the river was flooding, and it was too deep for them to walk across. And there were people on the other side who were their enemies and would not just give them the land. They're not going to say, here you go. Here's the land just for you. But who do you think had a plan? God had a plan, right? So we all know that God can do miracles, right? Do you know that God can do miracles? But sometimes, because we don't see miracles every day, we forget. And so what helps you to remember something? I know it's a tough one. Maybe, maybe pictures help you to remember something. What was that? A yearbook. My rings right here, these are something that's special to me, and it, it reminds me of my wedding day. And I have other rings at home because each time my daughters were born, I got a ring when they were born of their birthstone. And that reminds me of when they were born. And the pictures remind me of really important things. Yeah. Ooh. Cool. That's cool. I know, it's your crest, huh? It says buckles. Yes, ma'am. There you go. It reminds you of Christmas. That's right. So we look at these things and they remind us of special times, right? Well, this right here that you see them carrying, you see what they're carrying right here? Can everyone see that? It's not a house. It's actually called the Ark of the Covenant. I think they had it covered to protect it. But it had special things inside of it. It had manna. Do you guys remember learning about manna at VBS? Mm-hmm. It also had Aaron's staff or his rod, which Moses used to do some miracles. And it also had tablets that had the Ten Commandments on them. So those were all things that were super special that reminded them of the miracles that that. God can do, right? Because those are pretty amazing miracles, right? So that's one of the things they were trying to get across the Jordan River. So I'm going to read you. Can I read you guys a little story about it? So crossing the Jordan River, everyone was excited, and the people were finally moving to a new land. You guys see it? The priest led the way, carrying the special chest. What was it called? The Ark of the Covenant, that's right. Good job. Um, That held God's rules, the Ten Commandments, and everyone followed the priest until they came to the Jordan River. And then everyone stopped because the river was flooded, right? And it was too deep for them to cross, and the people did not know what to do. I mean, who was going to get them out of this? God. Yeah, that's right. Trust God is what Joshua said to the people. I know God will do wonderful things for us. Then Joshua told the priest to step into the river. Can you imagine the deep water? It's flooding. And he says, step into the river. Would you be scared? Yeah, a little scared. And as soon as their feet touched the water, a dry path appeared. And all the people crossed the river to the dry land. Joshua told the 12 men to pick up a stone as they crossed the river. And Joshua used the stone to build a monument. 
And it was to help them to remember what God had done. And guess what? As soon as everyone got through, you know what happened? That's right. The water came rushing back, so everyone got across safely. But what was the next problem with them going over there? That's right. There were people that were, they weren't just going to give them their land. But guess what? When they found out what God did, they were scared. And guess what they did? They gave them the land. They were really afraid because they were like, oh, my goodness, God did that for them? So something that seemed impossible, what did God do? He made it possible, right? Because can God do anything? He sure can. And could they have done this task without God's help? No way. So God does things only God can do, right? And we must remember that nothing is too difficult for God, right? So anytime you worry, I want you guys to remember that, that nothing is too difficult for for God, and I want you to go with him because sometimes the miracles aren't big miracles, but we all have little miracles in our life, right, where God helps us. All right. You guys ready to say a prayer? All right, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for doing the impossible. And for still having miracles. Lead us as we go through this week. Help us to lean on you. And help us to shine our light like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys head on. Our children are invited to head downstairs with Miss Tiffany and uh, enjoy some time in Children's Church, or you can go sit back with your grown-ups. As they head out, we have an opportunity to now go to God in prayer, to lift up our joys and concerns. Um, on that QR code that's in front of you, if you have any prayers, uh, any concerns, any joys, you can list those uh, in, the, in the registration form. I mean, we pray for those on a weekly basis. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we come to you this morning and we are thankful. Thankful that we are allowed to come before you. That we are allowed to worship you. God, this morning I pray that your grace would lead us lead us in worship. And God, your grace would remind us of of all the ways that we have turned away from you. God, those times we've not loved our neighbors. God, for those times that we have let injustice speak louder in the world. God, for those times that we have turned away from you, I pray that your grace would remind us that you are stronger than any of those things. And Lord, that you can overcome any challenges, any Jordans we might face. Lord, I pray that you would call us back to you, that you would call us to you so that, that we might follow you where you're leading. I thank you so much for the people here today those that are attending to worship, that are seeking you and seeking your, your voice and your direction. God, may we hear that voice and that direction. God, what are the best ways that, that we might be able to serve you? Lord, I pray for those who are sick. I pray for those who are mourning. God, would you let your presence be known? 
be with the people who need you. God, we pray for those who've experienced injustice. God, we pray for those who have received a difficult diagnosis this week. We pray for those who are grieving. We pray for those who who feel empty and lonely. God, in all these things, would you be present? And God, if you so desire, I pray that we could be your presence for others. Let us share your grace and your comfort with all of these. Lord, we pray these things in your holy name. And now let us join together as we say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And I preach from here. Um, you, um, you probably have seen this. Uh, this is for you to follow. Just uh, the scripture verse today, and there, there are a few bullet points down there. I'm going to use that throughout the message. But um, hey, uh, can you imagine this is uh, this is just the the third Sunday of 2023? I mean, it feels like it's been a while, right? Since we, <laughs> right? We uh, so much going on. Uh, so much has happened already. Uh, but tomorrow is MLK Day, and um, it's just a beautiful day to remember, right? And, and to, to celebrate the life of a man who fought so hard for reconciliation and for justice. And so I encourage you guys to uh, serve somebody, to love on somebody, and to, and to, and to fight for justice as well, right? Because uh, I think uh, uh, MLK uh, taught us some pretty important lessons throughout his life, and and his legacy remains. Um, so uh, this is just an encouragement for you um, guys. I have made, um, I'm not a big resolutions person. And the, uh, I mean, New Year's resolution, I, I, think, I think those things don't work. <laughs> it's just me, but, uh, but I've, I've tried a few times. And uh, I mean, but towards the end of the year, I just I don't remember them anymore. And uh, it's, it's, like, it's like losing weight, right? Last year, in the beginning of 2022, I had to lose 10 pounds. I mean, 10 kilos, which is about 5 pounds, right? 10 kilos. 20 pounds. So I had, to, uh, I had to lose about... Yeah. So listen, I had to lose about 20 pounds. And now, I only have to lose 25. Right? So... They don't work. I guarantee you that. Uh, but I like I like working on on goals and goals and and, and objectives because um, when we have goals and objectives, we know where we're heading. We know where um, we know what we're going to accomplish that year. And 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 we pray and we and we present our 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 goals to God, and God will help us fulfill that. Right. And so it's 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 important to have a goal. Resolutions. Eh. Goals, good. So, um, because, you know, that a year has 365 days, and, and there's so much goes on during that time. We, we never know. Unexpected things happen, challenges happen, um, uh, life happens, right? And, and uh, it's important to know where we're headed and who is helping us get there. God is, right? God is. I'd like for you to, to open your Bibles or, or to... Take this. It doesn't have numbers on it, but it's uh, it's the book of Joshua, chapter three, verses uh, two through fourteen. This is what you have here, two through fourteen, and um, uh, uh, we're not going to read the whole thing at once, 
but I'm going to dissect this story with you today, right? And we're going to read um, bits and pieces of it as we go. Uh, but before we read the first part of it, I'd like to, um, to give you a little context of what's going on in this story. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty fascinating. One of the, the most fascinating stories in the Bible in the Old Testament. And, um, and this is what's happening. God promised a land, right? Uh, Miss Tiffany just, just told the story here to the kids. I'm pretty sure you all heard that God has, had promised a land to Israel. Israel had a promised, a promise from God. And, and, um, and God gave instructions to the people. God gave instructions to Joshua and all, and, and to the officials in that, in, uh, in, in Israel of how to enter the promised land. How to get there. How to, uh, how to take possession of the promise of God. So God didn't only came to the, to the Israelites and said, Hey, uh, here's a promise. That's your land. Figure it out. Build a boat. Cross the river. Do whatever you need to do. But it's, it's on you now. God didn't do that. God gave a promise. But also God gave a plan. So they would fulfill that promise. So God would fulfill the promise for them. God showed them how it was going to work. How the plan was going to work. They were about to enter a promised land that was promised to them years and years and years before. So I'm sure the buzz throughout the tribes was, Man, this is so exciting. Man, this is so exciting. We are about to put both our hands on our promised land. The land that God promised our forefathers and ourselves, and now it's right there. Look, I can see it from there. It's so nice that we're now in this. We are making history, my friends. We are the Israelites that are making history. But they approached the Jordan River. And it was kind of disappointing. It was concerning. It looked like a huge monster right in front of them that they had to beat. How in the world would the Israelites cross the Jordan? How would that happen? What would they do? It was raging. It was flood season. The currents were, were um, somewhat uh, around 40 miles per hour. The currents of, of the Jordan River. So here's the scene. The Jordan River has swelled its banks, spreading about a mile across, and in, in ranging in depth in, uh, in, uh, from 3 to 12 feet. It's a big river. A mile across, 3 to 12 feet deep. So and the Bible tells us that they, they spent the next three days right there. Looking at the river. They were stuck. They couldn't move forward. They couldn't reach the promised land that was promised to them. And every time they looked at the river, their confidence went down and down and down. Because they just couldn't figure out how to cross that thing. I imagine them trying, trying to reason, right? Looking at the scene. Maybe the strong ones can brave the flood... But how can we cross the children, the elderly, the animals, and the possessions? Everything we have built until this point. They were this close to giving up. It's easy now for us to relate to, to their thoughts, right? Because now in 2023, how can... We succeed in all of our challenges. How many of us face personal Jordans that we need to cross that feel so permanent and so powerful that we can't even try to cross? Then some of us may think, um, you know what? Let's just stay here. It's close enough. I can see it from here. There it is, the promise of God. There it is. 
then, then we give up and lose faith. And then we get stuck in the wrong side of the promise. You know, they, they could see it, but they were stuck in the wrong side of the promised land. But there is something about God that I want you to understand this morning. God can turn in no way into a highway. God is the only one that can turn in no way into a highway. Because in, because in God, everything is possible. I've got a few questions for you this morning. And, and it is, first is, will we walk by faith or by sight? Will we walk trusting God or we will be stuck just by what we see, by, by, by our, what our eyes can see? Or do we really believe God can handle the impossible and turn a no way into a highway? That he can help us cross our Jordans in our lives. So in that moment with Joshua, God was about to reveal the steps that should be taken in order for them to cross the Jordan. Because it was possible in God, it was possible. So this moment in the story was a major big breakthrough for Israel. A whole new generation learned that victory depended totally and solely upon God. And it's a good lesson to learn, right? Even today. And as we see the God-sized future and consider the obstacles in front of us, it can feel like it's, it's impossible to... Uh, it's, it's just an impossible task between here and there. But these things are no match for God. And I want to read with you the first two uh, verses of, uh, the first three verses of Joshua 3. Uh, on verses 2 through 4. The first thing we need to do is to, we must follow the movements of God. Let's read it. After three days... The officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. This was the instruction. Simple, right? It was pretty simple. When they saw it, and when they saw it start moving, you just move along, right? But then, what did this command mean to the Israelites? The Ark was... Where the presence of God was. That the ark represented the presence of God. And the presence of God was in the ark. The stone tablets of the Ten Commandments were there. Among other items. Important. Right? The ark was a sign of Israel's uh, uh, desire. Of, of God's desire to have a relationship with Israel. It was, um, God was basically saying, get out of the way now, because my, my ark needs to move. Get out of the way, which means, let me do my work, my job, and I will lead you, and you will follow. There are roles here. I will lead you, and you will follow. So just go after the presence of God. Move as God moves. And the ark was much more than a, than, a, than a monument, than a remembrance. It was the Old Testament. Listen, the ark was the Old Testament equivalent to Jesus. It was God with them. It was God with us. It was the presence of God. Like Jesus is the Emmanuel. And when this chest led the way, it meant that God was going ahead. God himself was going ahead. God was leading the way. Let's see the second part of verse 4. God lays out a plan for them. And it says, But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. They had to keep a distance of about half a mile. 2,000 cubits is half a mile. So, um, between themselves and the ark, so everyone could see it. God was very particular 
uh, God was very particular about this distance for a reason. He wanted all Israel to see which way God wanted Israel to go. So from a distance, they could see it better. Everyone could see it five miles distant. If the group in front of the crowd were too close, only a handful of people would have seen it. And it was important that everyone could see it. Not only a few people. Not, not just follow the ones who could see it. They were to follow the ark, not the people following the ark. They, they, they should see it from a distance because they were not following the ones following. They were following the ark itself. So now picture the scene. The ark is positioned half a mile from them. Everyone could see it. And now uh, they understand the point. God wanted to lead the way across the Jordan. But it could only be done if they focused and followed the ark. Now I ask you. Who are you focusing on? Who are you following? It's a very important question. Especially these days. With uh, the advancement in social media, the growth of social media, we all follow somebody, right? But we all are at risk of being misled. Who are you following on social media? Are these people going to help you achieve and reach God's promises to you? Are these people really leading you and guiding you to get where God wants you to be or to God created you to be not the world's plans for you or new norms but God's plans be careful with what your eyes can see wrong principles can change your focus and you will never be able to reach the promises of God. But anyways, centuries later, the true ark of God would come among us. Jesus, right? The living Emmanuel. The ark contained the Ten Commandments. Jesus fulfilled the law. The ark preserved the manna by which God fed them in the wilderness and God is the bread of life. The ark had a symbol for God's power to, uh, to, to bring life out of death. And Jesus is alive from dead and, and seated at the, end of the, father, the, the right hand of the Father. So in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says that uh, uh, it, it calls us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. And as we look ahead at the challenges filled with words like uncertainty... Change, new times, new normal, like we heard a lot when we had COVID going on strongly. Financial crisis, uh, people say that 2023 will, uh, will have a financial whatever crisis, um, sicknesses. It's easy to think that we are again stuck in the wilderness, away from the abundance of God. We do believe God has big plans but immediately conclude there is no human way across. It's too wide. It's too deep. So what do you do when you're facing the impossible? We do what Peter did when he walked on water, right? We fix our eyes on Jesus. Because in the minute he took his eyes off of Jesus and saw the raging sea around him, what happened? He remembered. And he said, wait a minute, man. People can't walk on water. And then he began to sink. We must all focus and follow Jesus. The second thing we conclude in this, uh, and we learn from this story is to consecrate ourselves. Consecrate ourselves. And we'll read uh, verse 5 now. Verse 5 of Joshua 3. 
It says, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Are you consecrating yourself? Right? The Hebrew word for consecrate means to prepare, to dedicate, to be holy, to be set apart. God was telling his people that if they were going to cross the uncrossable the, the, and follow the will of the Lord, they must be set apart to him. They must be holy. That involved basically two things. The first thing is personal repentance of every known sin. Personal repentance of every known sin. One of the primary reasons Israel found their way blocked. And one of the reasons we found our, our ways often block is sin. Or because we didn't consecrate ourselves. We didn't seek enough. We didn't put ourselves in a position to denounce ourselves for the sake of letting God go ahead of us. To clean up our junk. And I'm pretty sure... Most of us have a lot of it in us. Isaiah chapter 59, 1 and 2 says, Indeed, the Lord's hand is not too short to save, and His ear is not too deaf to hear. But your iniquities have built barriers between you and your God. And your sins have made Him hide His face from you so that He doesn't listen. That's the effect of sin in our lives. On the eve of the one of the greatest days in Israel's history, Israel was commended to, to be certain that they, 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 were, they were right with God. To examine their lives, to confess their sins, and to repent. To turn around. Offering themselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord. The second thing is to be spiritually alert to see God at work. Consecration in the Old Testament also involved things like washing our clothes, abstaining from, uh, from things we, we really, that really bring us pleasure, changing our work schedule and other things. Is it me? Uh, but changing work schedule, uh, they deliberately interrupted good and normal functions of life by God's command to be spiritually alert. That is where fasting comes into play, everyone. Fasting. God was about to do amazing things among them. They didn't want to miss it by being involved in things that they could do at other times. Could do them later. Consecration means I will set aside a typical, I'll set aside the typical and I will get my spirit ready to see where God is working around me so that I can join Him in this work. To cross the uncrossable, we must focus on Jesus, follow, set ourselves apart from sin. And to be constantly spiritually alert. Fasting is key in both cases. And I challenge you to fast. You could be fasting from anything from a meal, a TV show, or a Netflix series. I don't know, from cell phone, from social media. But use this time to reconnect with God. To consecrate yourselves. The last thing, the third thing is uh, that we learned from this text is to step out and stand still. To step out and stand still. So look at verses 7 and 8. And then we'll jump to verse 13. Verse 7 and 8 says, uh, And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I'll begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Verse 13. 
And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. This is the moment of truth, everyone. Isn't it? Now, there is God telling somebody that telling that, that that told somebody that told somebody and all of a sudden everyone knew that if they moved if they put their feet on the in the water god will block the flow of the river so i can cross that's crazy it sounds crazy to me isn't it crazy we know now it's possible because we we read the story We know the outcome of the story. We know the end of the story. And we're here today to tell the story. But imagine you back then, hearing this, having to trust that God will turn off the water upstream. The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant must set foot in the Jordan and stand still. And the command to God, it's the, 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 from God is to step on the water So that they can get their feet wet. You got to have faith to let it happen. If you don't, you'll never cross the Jordan. Let's understand this for a moment. Focusing on the Lord is essential. And, and consecrating ourselves is vital to the Lord. But we will never cross the river unless we take that step of faith. Never. We can be prepared... But if we don't, sorry, if we don't take one step of faith, we'll never cross the river. Our eyes and our hearts can be right, but if we don't move as God moves, if we don't move our feet to meet the challenge, we'll never progress. We'll never reach the promised land. We must commit ourselves, our time, our energy, our resources, our lives to God is in, doing, not in doing what we need to do. Or it won't happen. Period. It's just reality. But let me quickly um, add something else here. I want you to notice an, an element in their trust that is present in all true faith. When they stepped in the river, they stayed there until God told them to move on. They stayed there. They took one step of faith and didn't move an inch after that until God gave them the next step. Why? Because they were waiting for the power of God. They kept themselves dependent on God. They, they, they were acknowledging that it, was, it, was, it wasn't their work that was doing all these things. It was God. God's work. Let me help you see this. They were standing near the banks of the raging Jordan. 40 miles per hour. A mile across. 3 to 12 uh, 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 feet deep. The strong, the elderly, the mothers, the babies... Their flock, their possessions were gathered to move when God opened the way. All the people had their eyes on the ark. The priests were holding it and trying to, to keep themselves standing in the river with the, with the waves crashing on them. Everyone was ready, super ready, consecrated, clean. Hearts and spiritually clean. Watching for something that only God could do. Already the step of faith had been taken. Their feet were wet. Now they were standing still and a great hush fell over the people. Then someone noticed the water was receding. Somewhere up the river beyond their sight, 19 miles away, upriver, The water is in a, mounted in a, in a great crystal heap. The river was dry. It was in fact bare all the way 
south to the Dead Sea. If you've been to Israel, you know what I'm talking about. It's a long, it's a long river. It was bare. And all the people began to move. This event was so awesome and memorable, they made a song about it. It's in the book of Psalms. Psalms 114. You can read that part later. But it's on verse, verse 3, 3 through, through 7. But I long to see God do what only God can do. A Jordan stretches before us. A Jordan of 2023 stretches before our eyes. The challenges are, are too much for us. We must believe that nothing is too difficult for God. We must focus our souls in Christ and follow Him. We must cast all our sins and set ourselves apart for Him, to Him. We must fast, consecrate ourselves, clean ourselves up. And we must be ready to move when God moves. Always begin with trust. Being mindful that anything, anything is going to last comes from the Lord. That all the things that, that, that are going to last are coming from the Lord. Because God honors a consecrated soul in a radical and risk-taking faith. I wonder, I wonder if, you, if you think that the God who did all these things is different than the God we have today here in 2023. It feels like it sometimes, don't, don't, don't it? doesn't it? It's not a different God. God is the same. God is unchangeable. And the same power that moved the Israelites then can move us today. It's the same God. And I want to encourage to put your faith in this God. The God who moves the people, who gives instructions to the people. And it doesn't matter what type of challenge you have. And it doesn't matter what type of difficult you have. Put your objectives and goals in God. And He will lead the way. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your, your power. And it's in you that we trust. And it's you that we put our faith. Lord, we thank you because through the challenges and through the Jordan raging in front of us, you give us a plan. That if we follow and that if we, that if we follow, you will be there. Help us move along. During this year, Lord, I pray that for this church that uh, we learn how to see what you see. We learn to follow you only. Silence all the voices around us, Lord, and help us move. In your name, we pray. Amen. As we respond to God's word, I wonder what is that Jordan in your life? What is that river that Christ is calling you to step into uh, out of faith and to respond, to follow God's calling? In, in the church, we talk about offering ourselves, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. How are you doing that? What is God calling you to this day? Let us offer ourselves completely and wholly to God. Let's stand as we sing our final song. Let's put our hands together. Praise the one. Thank you, Jesus.
May the love of God and the, and the grace of Jesus and the communion with the Holy Spirit be with you all as you face your Jordans and succeed in the name of Christ. Amen. Go in peace. listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.